0: Would you join me in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for, firstly, this incredible Northern California weather. We know Texas does not offer this. Lord, we thank you for one another. We're here, we're alive, and we get a chance to be a blessing. We get a chance to enjoy your blessing. We get a chance to love people and bring them hope. And we just ask that your spirit would lead us today. In how to do that better. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, give a fist or a pound to someone you're seated by. Tell them good morning. Their hair looks nice. Be thoughtful. Ask them if they're willing to take you to lunch. Tell them Bella Brew's got a deal. Yes, so fun. Wasn't worship fun today? Oh my word, I'm so grateful. They do a great job. Very grateful, very grateful. So it's good to be with you this morning. I hope you're feeling okay. I hope you're like kind of like almost up. How many of you are struggling to like move? Is anyone like in a, like you're like, I'm just not even here right now. Anybody? Just be honest. It's okay. I felt that way all weekend and I woke up this morning. I was resurrected this morning. It was awesome. So I am sensitive to people that want to go to sleep right now are sick and tired, but here's what I need. I need a few volunteers this morning. We're going to take a Pepsi challenge. I'm not kidding. We're doing the Pepsi challenge. We're bringing the 80s back today, but here's the deal. I don't want any Xers or boomers, so I need, you need to have been born after 1990, okay? I need three volunteers. It's a blind taste test. Here's the reward. Here's the reward. Here's why you would want to do it. You'd want to do it because you're going to tell us, you're going to tell us. If it's true whether or not Pepsi tastes better than Coke, you're going to tell us, and you're just going to be like, this is the real deal, okay? So I need three, I need three millennials, really, born after, we got one, yeah! (laughs) Okay, come on up here, and ladies, if you don't mind blindfolding um, Giovanni, that would be awesome, Uh okay? And so get them all set up, all right, And we do need two more. Okay, so let me tell you the background of this. You know, we're in a series, by the way, called Building a Life Worth Living. And what we're talking about here, I'm hearing Ainsley and who else? Danny, they'd be great, wouldn't they? Uh, Here's what we're doing. We are trying to identify several values to build our families around, several values. So we've talked about the value of abundance thinking versus scarcity thinking, uh, we've talked about the value of prayer, setting prayer into motion. And today, I want to talk to you about a value that is near to my heart. It is, it is the value of belonging, setting belonging into motion. And the challenge, though, with this value, the challenge with this value is that it's really tempting to kind of change who we are to extend belonging. And what I want you to learn today is you don't have to change your own brand, to extend belonging and and acceptance to others. So let me let me tell you where this is going. So in the 1980s, Pepsi had this brilliant idea. Let's find out if people prefer Pepsi over Coke. Now, just interesting historical note: Coke started before Pepsi, like not many years before, but in the early 19th century, early uh, 20th century, and they started doing taste tests, and people started getting excited about Pepsi. They. Pepsi reported that, we still need two more, Pepsi reported that um, that people were preferring their brand, yay, Danny Beckman, yes, and they were preferring their, their brand, and so it became, oh yeah, Jackson, good move, dude, good dude, good move, yeah, good, oh. okay, so they started preferring their brand, so here's what Coke did, Coke thought, oh no, they're they're, Coke believed the media. They're preferring Pepsi over our brand. So what did Coke do? Anyone remember? They changed. They changed their brand. They went to the new Coke. So here's the historical note. Coke continues to panic over Pepsi challenge and changed the formula of Coke. Oh, they don't like us, so we got to change, right? And in 1985, Coke introduced the new Coke. When Coke introduced the new Coke, check this out, Pepsi threw a party and gave everyone the day off. Think about it. They're celebrating that their competitor is having a panic attack, and they uh, throw a party. Everyone gets the day off. Wouldn't that be awesome? Seriously, I hope it was paid. Okay, next is the the new Coke continually, it started to outperform Pepsi, but it didn't matter. Despite the taste test, Coke continued to lose market share. Why did Coke lose market share? So you can kind of think on that. So we're going to take, we're going to, Pepsi challenge, and we're going to answer this question today. How do we respond to a culture that is not referring the brand of Christendom or the brand of what we would be considered Protestant Christianity, evangelical Christianity? How do we respond? And how do we respond like Jesus would respond in a way that's gracious and still truth-bearing? That's kind of where we're headed. But before we get there, can we do it? Are you kind of interested? Yeah, okay, cool. All right, so let's start with Giovanni. Yeah. Come on up, Giovanni. And Mindy, I love you being here to help me, okay? Okay, let's come over here. All right, okay. So we're going to have you, Giovanni, drink from this cup right here. Drink slowly. We don't want... And by the way, this drink can cause diabetes, and it can... <laughs> it will ruin your teeth, so brush them immediately, okay? okay. And in some countries, they're taxing this drink, okay? Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. That makes me feel good. Yes, go ahead and drink away. Okay, there you go. We can understand your caution. Were you born, actually, you were born in like 2010, weren't you? No, it would be like 2004, okay. Very close. All right. We do occasionally have Smart Alex on the guest. That's my son, just in case you need to know. All right, go ahead. Take your time, Gio. Okay, all right. So, Gio, we know what you're drinking. Very good. All right. Go ahead. All right. Now we're going to reach out for the other one. Okay. Take your time. It's it's filled about the same. All right. 2004, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Take your time with this. All right. Go ahead and set that down. All right. All right. Have you made up your mind? What do you like better? Neither. I prefer water. <laughs> that is, that is actually the correct answer in today's modern-day fitness. However, we need your, we need you to help us a little bit here. This one because it's less strong. Less strong. You liked this one, and this one was yes. Okay. So far, that's where we're at. Everyone, get you, put your hands together for Geo 2004. Took the Pepsi challenge. All right, we are ready for Miss Danny. Danny, give me your left hand. All right, come on up here. All right, turn right here. Great. This is Danny Beckman. She's been serving at Adventure for over a decade. All right. I'm not going to embarrass you at all. That's it. All right. (laughs) All right, so put your hand out, Danny. All right, here's your drink. Go ahead. It's about an inch full. What year were you born in? 96. 96. Okay. Older. Older crowd. All right. A little, little <laughs> bit more. Do Is that enough? Okay. There's your, there's one. And then put your other hand out. Know. All right. It's about an inch full. Which one do you prefer, Danny? The first one. The first one. Oh, look at that. Okay. All right, Danny. Go ahead and take your. Your uh, you're blindfold off. Yeah, thank you. Awesome, Danny. Oh, thank, you. thank you, Danny. You're awesome. All right, all right, young man. Come here. Let me hold your hand. Walk you up. Come here. We got you. Don't be afraid, son. Don't be afraid. Okay, come around here. All right. Stand right there. All right. So we're gonna do this. All right. Go ahead and s- you can start with each one or whatever one you want. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. There's one, two. Which one do you prefer? Uh, to be honest, they taste almost exactly the same. But uh, I like the first one more. You like the first one. Okay. So, folks, and Mike, did you watch it? Go ahead and take his blindfold off. Thank you. <laughs> Pepsi, right? Oh, yeah. wrong. Coke one, two to one. Sixty <laughs> percent of adventurers prefer Coke. So look at that. Do you hear that? 60% of the adventurers prefer Coke. So, oh, if you're Pepsi, you're like, oh, no, we need to change our brand. People prefer Coke over Pepsi. What, can you imagine the cost that that affected Coke when they changed their brand? Imagine the cost. And isn't it true that uh, we're all tempted to change for others, aren't we? How many of you would admit you're a people pleaser, like Scott Matthews? I can be a people pleaser. I want people happy, right? And so you're tempted to change, right? And it's kind of stressful, isn't it? Right? So how many of you are not people pleasers? Would you mentor me or apprentice me? <laughs> okay, I like that. Brian's not. I love that. Okay, so so in a culture that doesn't prefer our brand, now I'm not saying we have a particular brand here, but we do have, I'm not saying adventure is Pepsi or, or Coke, but I'm saying we have values that are important to us that, that, that others may not prefer. Here are a few that are, that are somewhat sensitive. <clears throat> Some are very sensitive. So the first value, I think, is that we, we really try not to comment on politics in service. So there may be stuff going on. There's always stuff going on. Gosh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there's always stuff going on. We just choose not to comment because it's polarizing. And it's really not our job. So we don't. Not everyone prefers that. <clears throat> There are a lot of sensitive issues related to the bedroom. We choose to comment, not everyone agrees with us. We're okay with that. Um, we, hold, we hold positions on what we th- how Christians, we believe, ought to manage their money. Putting God first. It's one reason people don't come to church, because they think we just want money, when actually... We think God simply wants to be first in their heart of hearts, and money's the best way to do that, okay? Um, These are are issues that they reflect our brand, okay? Um, We have a growing passion for the vulnerable, a growing passion for the poor, um, a desire to really resource area ministries here. Not everyone would see that as important, maybe as developing world concerns. What we see is both. We think you should be serving Natomas, but also supporting one of our missionaries, Kathy McCarty, who's out of Sebastopol um, area, Northern California, who's got an incredible hospital she runs in Chittimoyo, Zimbabwe. So we don't think it's either or Natomas or Chittimoyo. We think it's both and. But this is our brand. But what if people don't like our brand? I remember when we came to uh, Natomas years ago, and we were a small, small, small church, and it was always tempting to kind of change for others, right? And what I've discovered is that people actually prefer you not to change, really. Even the general public that prefers Pepsi wants Coke to stay the same, unless they're competing for market share. And... So I want to challenge you, how do you, um, how do you manage your, your brand in Jesus Christ? How do you do that? Because I think what you'll agree to is that there's a lot of different opinions on values. And we want to make certain our values are embedded in the Word of God, and in what Jesus would say, okay? If you're a Christian, that would be important, wouldn't it? So I'm going to t- walk you through a few ways to manage this, okay? So here's, here, here's how we go. So the first, kind of the overriding saying of today's message is this. Allow people to believe, rather, to belong before they believe. Allow people to belong um, in your network of friendships, in your in your community of relationships. Allow them to belong in your in our church before they believe. So we have complete open-door policy to anyone, as long as we keep our uh, campus safe before they bend and uh, care for people well. Allow people to belong before they believe. Now here's what we hear Jesus teach. It's comes from Jesus' most, his dearest disciple, his dearest follower, and one of his most um, prolific writers, John, years. John wrote, so responsible for caring for Jesus' mother um, in her late years, John wrote that the word, that refers to the spoken word of Jesus. Jesus was the, pre- the word became flesh and made its dwelling among us. Now, that refers to Jesus. Jesus was the preexistent word that became flesh. We have seen His glory, and as I read the red, if you'd help me, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So let's just start there for a moment. Jesus says that, John says that the message that Jesus brought was a message full of grace and truth. And I think what you'll agree to is that in parenting, we require grace and truth. In parenting, we require grace and truth. So in parenting, we totally love our kids, right? I mean, there's nothing we like more than being with our kids most of the time. We love them. I mean, they mean the world to us. We would do anything for our children. So we want to give. It's at the heart of every parent. But even though we want to give, that doesn't mean we give without boundaries because we care about their safety, right? So even as my kids have gotten older, they know even if they're closing at work at 2 in the morning, I don't like them out in public at that hour because you know the old saying, nothing good happens after, right, I mean, check the stats on it. So there's a truth boundary. Um, we we love our kids to enjoy the freedom of the Internet, phones and stuff like that, right? But we know that everyone needs Boundaries with our phones and our technology, right? Grace and truth. We know as drivers, really, our I-5, I-80 roads are pretty nice, right? They should be. They're worked on all the time. But they're great. We can go anywhere. We don't need a passport to go to Nevada. We don't need a passport to go to Bakersfield. We, we just get to travel wherever, right? But we also know there's rules that govern driving. We know that if you're texting while you're driving you're endangering someone's life. That's, a, that's, a, that's the truth. Grace is we've got great roads to enjoy. Truth is we have to protect each other while we drive. Okay? Grace and truth. So grace and truth are a part of managing our, our family, managing our finances. We love to go on trips. We love to have fun things. But we also know debt can be a killer, right? It's truth. One more. As it relates to managing employees. We know that no one wants to be micromanaged, right? So it's best to manage by outcomes. But at the same time, there are weekly, monthly, quarterly behaviors that help move the ball for any staff member that you want to watch. So it's grace and truth. It's tension, like like a rubber band. There's tension. Embrace the tension of a culture that might not prefer your brand embrace the tension of a even a relationship that requires grace and truth you know if a relationship is all one person giving and without the truth that it needs to be reciprocated that's not a healthy relationship and so grace and truth need to be a part of of every relationship live live in the tension of grace and truth if your life is all about grace you're like the bible the bible professor guy you just know the bible everything that comes out of mouth is your bible yeah you're not going to have a lot of friends if you're just the grace guy who just loves everybody <laughs> they're going to wonder if you really are real like <laughs> do you have any like real values anything that you would be willing any hill you'd be willing to die on any value that you'd be willing to really draw a line in the sand for and so in all that we manage as it relates to who we are, there needs to be both grace and truth. It's not either or. It's both and. Does that make sense? Is that cool? So it's both. It's both. It's not grace or truth. It's both. And you have to be willing to live in that tension. And what I, what I kind of propose is that we're afraid of the tension. We're afraid of the tension, and we go one way or the other. And I'm saying let's, stay in the, let's not stay in the middle. That sounds political. Let's embrace both of these values that come from Jesus, grace and truth. So how do you do that? How do you do that? Here's the truth. Value God's word over culture. That doesn't mean beat the culture with the word. That means value what the word says over the culture. I like this quote. I don't know who said it. I hold opinions, but the truth holds me. And I have lots of opinions. I try not to share them here on a Sunday morning if they're opinions. (laughs) It's gross. It's gross. So, but I try to share what Jesus would share. And I'm accountable to our leadership team to do that. Every month I'm asked, I'm, I ask, how's the preaching of the word going? They tell me. They're not yes men. <laughs> They'll tell me what I need to know. But secondly, value, value God's love over fear. Don't be afraid of the tension. Don't be afraid of people who, who, told, who hold totally contrary views than you do. Okay? Even here, it's okay. Am I just on a walk all by myself, or are you listening? (laughs) Okay? All right, here we go. That's how you do it. So you value God's word over culture, and you value God's love over fear. Don't be afraid of people. And sometimes people can be intimidated, intimidating, but don't be afraid of them. Okay? So the second way that we can respond to a culture that doesn't like our brand, instead of just changing, we're always going to be tempted to change, not just as a church. Although that is that is really true, it, it, not just for adventure, it's a challenge for uh, some of the other churches, other pastors that I meet with. It's a real challenge because you want everyone to like you, right? <laughs> Maybe, except for a few people that I need to learn from. Um, the second piece is leverage leverage our freedom. We have incredible freedom in this country, incredible freedom. If you need a reminder of that, read I, this. Is the only news I read is the BBC News. Read the BBC news. They capture what's happening in in amongst missionaries in in uh, the developing world, and it's amazing the kind of price missionaries are paying in India right now. Uh, it's amazing the price um, Christians are paying in Egypt right now, and we have incredible freedom to follow Jesus, and and this is what Jesus has called us to do. This is his this is his great commission from the commander in chief. This is what he says when I get to the red. If you could help me, therefore. Go, and that means let Jesus reproduce in you what he's done. This happens in your family. This can happen with a friend. This can happen in a community group. Uh, Of all nations, baptizing them. This is what we did on Easter Sunday. We'll do it again in July. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything. What do we teach them to obey? Everything I have commanded you, so we teach them to obey what who has commanded us? Jesus. That's he's our he's our rabbi. Jesus said, "Call no man your teacher, for you have one teacher that's God in heaven. Only only Jesus is our primary rabbi, our primary teacher." I'm speaking of opportunity we have. I'm very excited about our young adult community group that's starting in a few weeks. Actually, this week on the 24th. If any of you are young. You're 18 to 20, or you wish you were young. No, if any of you are in your 18 to 20s, please, on your Connect card, just, just write YD. and uh, Or inside of our programs, there's a way to text your interest in any area, um, like young adult ministry, or if you're interested in more about what Adventure Believes, Melissa and I are teaching a class in a couple Sundays, you just text us. And let us know you're interested in the What We Believe class or class. Um, you can follow the instructions there in the program. There's lots of other ways to get involved, but this young adult class is getting the freedom of leveraging leveraging their study of the gospel and doing life together, really. <laughs> And some people question this. They say, oh, you could, you could, you can, there's freedom globally to share the gospel. And one of my friends who used to serve in Saudi Arabia, he says, really? Oh, go start a church in Saudi Arabia. See how that goes. You you not only won't get a chance to, you may not survive the day. So, and I'm not trying to make a generalization about the, the Middle East, but I'm saying there's some places where you're just not able to leverage freedom. Okay. You with me on that? not trying to be judgmental. I'm just trying to state facts. So how do you really leverage freedom? How do you leverage your freedom as a Christ follower? Here's, here are some steps. Here's This is the way we've accessorized our mission at Adventure. Our mission is to bring Jesus' hope to an imperfect world. We think that if you will accomplish one of these five um, actions every day, it's a win for you. And so if every day you... Begin each day with prayer. That's a win. When, If every day you listen to what's going on around you, really empathetically to what's happening, that's a win. Because if you listen, you get to build a relationship. Maybe you'll get to eat together with someone. Eating's a win. That's the first time you'll hear that at church. But eat together with someone, especially someone that maybe not, doesn't embrace your brand, your, your Jesus brand. Thirdly, every opportunity you get a chance to serve someone, At work, in your neighborhood, especially the neighbor nearest you, is a win. And then when you get a chance to share your Jesus story, which I thought Zach really unpackaged for us so well at the end of January, you can listen to that podcast. Those are all wins. This is how we leverage our freedom. Do you know every day I get to get up every morning and pray for all my neighbors nearest me? And I do that every morning. Every morning. Because I want an opportunity to be a part of there forever. For real. And I know some of them might not like me or appreciate me but that's okay. I prefer Coke. Here we go. <laughs> thirdly, this, this is the third way that we can really... By the way, there's an outline in your programs if you want to follow it. Um, this is the way we can respond to a culture that doesn't prefer our brand. Uh, live in the tension of truth and grace. Don't be afraid. Uh, leverage your freedom by blessing people each day. And thirdly, let people come as they are. People can come to adventure... As they are. No perfect people allowed. Okay? In fact, let's just be honest. How many of us are perfect? Right? How many of us maybe had a little too much to eat over the weekend or drink? Okay, you don't have to raise your hands. We got one. <laughs> I don't mind that. Honesty. How many, of us, uh, how many of us lost our temper this week and dropped a word we shouldn't have? Okay? Okay? How many of us... How many of us will have the others stand? How many? Just kidding. No, how many of us maybe allowed ourselves to to do something we know we shouldn't have this week? Anybody? Okay. We, we, we're, we got issues, right? We're sinners, right? Quiet audience. We are sinners. So let's say it together. My name is Scott Matthews. I'm a sinner. Together, you say your name. My name is? I'm a sinner. Let's say that a little louder. My name is? And I'm a sinner, right? Okay. So we all got issues. So we're not going to be critical uh, of anyone. We want a chance to be with them. But how do we do this in a way that preserves not our brand, but the brand that Jesus really left us with? Okay? His original brand. How do we do that? So we have some instructions that I think are really important here. Jesus' other writer... Paul said, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Who are we to live at peace with? Everyone. And this is as far as it depends on who? You. So you do the best yourself to live at peace with everyone. Does that mean everyone's going to be at peace with you? No. Nuh-uh. But you've got to own what you do. you got to self-manage, self-lead. Okay. doesn't mean you can please everyone, but... Secondly, this is good. This, Jesus' brother wrote this. <clears throat> Maybe he had lots of arguments with his brother when he was young. I don't know. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings, follow me, who have been made in God's likeness. So that person, you're tempted to kind of, yeah, right? I'll do that again for you, yeah, towards, they've been made in whose likeness? Right, so it's always better to just keep it in, right? Right, and deal with it here rather than. So what are the take-homes here? So I like a couple of these lines. This message was inspired by Caleb um, something. His name's on the outline. Um, Really was touched by him, but I like a couple of his quotes of acceptance. We can accept people without necessarily approving of their brand. Yeah? And here's, here's a couple quotes that I like. One is Brene Brown. In a book I've never read of hers called The Gifts of Imperfection, she said this, when, acceptance is when you feel with someone. I like that. And then how about this? Reggie Joyner said, acceptance is putting your thoughts on pause to feel with someone. <laughs> Whoever knew you could put your own thoughts on Pause. For someone else. How do you do this? What's this gonna look like in our life? So here's here's the grace piece of the tension on how to do this. So you love with acceptance, not necessarily approval. You can love anyone unconditionally. It doesn't mean you approve of everything that's going on, right? And you don't have to tell them you don't approve, right? Secondly, this is a this was the the mission or the, the vision, actually, of Adventure of Roseville back in the day. Like a river, we used to let God love us and love others through us. Love that. You know, one of the challenges is believing that God loves us. We, we know we love God. We struggle to love our neighbor, but what we really struggle sometimes with is loving ourselves. We need to do that. God loves us. We've got to let love flow through us. And then finally, I like this, live with empathy. Have a high relational intelligence with people you're around, really empathizing what they're going through. Okay, that's the graciousness of it. My nature is to kind of stop there because sometimes I don't like the conflict, just being honest. But here are two more questions that I think help kind of leverage the truth when you're talking about brand issues with people, with people who don't prefer your brand, is this question, the first one, and in our culture, this will flop. Okay, so this is something you ask of a Christian. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? What did Jesus say? It's a very good question. Then, with someone who does not embrace the Bible at all, which is a high percentage of people, the more important question is, well, who's Jesus then? Who was He? Was He just a great teacher? Was He just a great... Philanthropist? Who was he? And what's the significance of his life, death, and burial, and resurrection? How does that impact everything he taught? So, I want to see you become um, really savvy with your brand. I want to see you, like, become, imagine yourself becoming like, if you're familiar with the New Testament, like a Priscilla and an Aquila that husband and wife, that were able to train Apollos, a very gifted speaker, and help him really become. And, and Apollos was raised in Corinth, which is kind of like Californiant. I mean, it's the same thing. They taught him. They, they shared grace and truth with him. I, I have a vision for you to become like a Matthew, one of Jesus' disciples who opened his home to all of his co-workers and friends. And Jesus attended the party, and everyone said, "Jesus, you're a drunkard you're 're hanging out with politicians ah. Now we understand what that meant. <laughs> yeah, it's wow, I want you to see and by the way jesus Jesus said, "These are the people I need to be with. I want to see you be like Matthew, where you're able to live in the tension and bless people all."